been a minute but we're back and i've got a special guest with me probably one of my favorite people on this planet earth (laughs) (laughs) one of the smartest people i know but it's uh it's a special edition of get it how you live thanksgiving style i've got a ross in arizona i believe for thanksgiving and emily's in ohio but i brought in a suitable replacement the one and only brock in the building what's up brock How's it going? Pressure there. Hey, I feel like hey, I've got to be hey, really hey, on top hey, of my hey, shit hey. today. <laughs> no, dude, I uh, haven't haven't talked to you in a while. I, I know we uh, like Matt and, and and you and I. We we kind of keep in touch through our little thread. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, besides that, it's been a minute since we've had you on, and uh, I wanted to take this opportunity to bring you back because, um, dude, we've we've missed a lot with you. Uh, and a lot has happened, but, uh, just in general, man, welcome back, dude. Thanks. So I'm happy to be back. It's always great to, you know, get to catch up with you and make, make a podcast and hopefully <laughs> do a service that people appreciate and enjoy. Cause I know you put so much work into it. Um, yeah, super excited to be back excited to get to talk to you. You know, I wish it was obviously uh, a better news week but <laughs> normally yeah. if the shoe hasn't dropped before the podcast is like right after the podcast like i was on that podcast i think that might have been the last time i was on a podcast with you was uh january 5th oh god yeah right before Jesus. we were all excited about the senate elections in georgia <laughs> and then the next day we have the <laughs> 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 little little did we know how how crazy that was gonna get i mean we we were all so like excited and like yeah we're turning a corner nope i mean all all almost downhill from that point on it was <laughs> it was pretty wild it, it, it was pretty wild. It was like oh my god oh so i'm happy at least you know that hopefully this means there isn't any bad news that's gonna drop right after this podcast that we've already had our rough news of the week and we're good well, yeah. So, so I figured after everything already happened, I, I guess we'll just kind of recap instead of uh, instead of just like being completely oblivious to what's about to happen, like yep. <laughs> the next day or two. Um, but we've been uh, we've been getting started with our with our wows and pals with everybody. Um, but uh, and and I think you might I think we might have had you on there for the wows and pals last time. But um, if not, uh, your wows and pals for you know maybe this last week or, or, or just in general you know it's something that maybe kind of stood out to you um, and then something that you know is kind of like a pal maybe maybe something that's not so much of a of a high of a high note or a cool thing but you know it's still something that uh that, that kind of surprised you and, and you kind of got to talk about yeah um so I mean I definitely say my you know my wow this week has been um, you know, uh, and today it's been really exciting with um, the case coming down and, you know, the justice system working today um, <laughs> a little bit. So that was definitely my wow and excited about that. Um, my 
Oh, and also, I would say, you know, uh, my wow was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning on Monday. That's always enjoyable oh. for me as well. Um, my I mean, there was no doubt. There was no doubt they were going to hey, like win that game. Come on. There's, but they needed to beat them soundly. That was like the two. Because like the Bucs, man, this championship team, but they they really like to play with their food a lot. And sometimes it costs them. So, Yeah, well, back-to-back back losses, I didn't expect that. Honestly, I did not either. I was like, so. I was super, I was on track with my predictions because I had predicted three losses this season. I predicted that we'd lose to um, the Rams. We lose to the Saints the first time we played them in New Orleans. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, see, they're right on track. And then I predicted that the only next loss would be the Bills. But obviously I did not see the Washington loss coming in there. And hopefully this means we won't lose to the Bills because I would really love to t- crap. Uh, to the Buffalo people who see me wearing Buck stuff all the time, oh, and Bills God. Mafia is out for me. I I mean, you know, deservedly so, bro. You're in <laughs> Buffalo. What are you doing? <laughs> they, I get some mean looks. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh my goodness, that's like me. That's like me every time I go down to like a Dolphins game in, in full Jets like you know gear. It's like, oh God, you know. Don't stand in front of the 80-year-old man with popcorn at the game. I'll tell you, you'll be wearing it. What's going to be hilarious, so the Bucks game is actually in Tampa this year, so I won't go, which also means that the Bucks will probably hopefully win. But I am going to the Panthers game right afterwards, oh, like the next week. So I'm going to wear my Bucks stuff, and I'm either going to get a lot of shit because we just lost, or I'm going to get a lot of – or I'm going to get a lot of shit because I'm just giving people shit as well. Yeah, that or, I mean, you're at the Panthers game. That's another, like, division rival, isn't it? Oh, I'll, I'll be cheering for the Bills for sure. <laughs> so I'll be cheering for the Bills. Thankfully, the oh Panthers don't need much help losing. But I would really like the Bills to lose the week before and then they can bounce back and beat the Panthers. So I'll tell them all <laughs> that, hey, I'm cheering for your side. But if we lose, I'm going to get a lot of shit. They have um, Matt's favorite quarterback back, bro, Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that storyline is hilarious. Just the fact that he hate that he loved the whole uh, – he loved them going out and getting Darnold, and he's hated Cam Newton forever, and now they do the switch, and I just think it's hilarious. Dude, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Gave, what, what, they gave up picks, and then – I mean, uh, wow, it's almost like the guy who – all, who also threw interceptions in college and then threw it in his, with his first team in the NFL still throws a lot of interceptions. Yeah, like I, I, I just I don't even don't get me started on 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 Darnold and the Jets quarterback situation and all that nonsense. I know hey, it's just such a such a mess. I mean, at least it's not the fact that like again, my whole thing was like Sam Darnold for me was just white privilege and yeah. just the way that he got a second <laughs> chance so fast because my whole thing was like okay i know there's a little different case because it was documented as leadership and dedication as well but the fact that there was so like the panthers gave up money to get sam darnold and money then, they gave up money and draft money and picks. picks. They, they were still like, paying cam newton yeah they're still paying cam newton like they're that. paying cam newton's replacement and cam newton's replacement replacement Yes, that's what it – no, weren't they still paying Teddy Bridgewater or something? Yeah, exactly. So Cam Newton's replacement, Teddy Bridgewater, and Cam Newton's replacement's replacement. Oh, my goodness. Sam Darnold. And I always looked at it and I was like, I was like, I do know that obviously that like it's different cases, but like the fact that nobody went after Haskins, Mm. it was like Haskins was also like high draft credit, like stock in general. Like if you were saying it was across the board – 
people have been going after Haskins the same, or you know, in at least a similar fashion to how the Panthers went after Darnold. They're gonna they're gonna use the excuse about his like legal issues or whatever. Oh That's yeah, I what mean, on that they're gonna talk about his legal issues and you know his not leadership, which is you know valisms. But yeah. like the you, guy's like twenty one. He's twenty two. Yeah. He's a kid. <laughs> but like my yeah, he's twenty four. He's twenty four. There you go. But I mean, again, you know, I mean, he'll probably do something in in uh, he'll probably do something. Pittsburgh, I mean, not hopefully. I don't really care for the Steelers. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, they've won too often. But I mean, my thought is, is it's funny that like guys like him and even Cam Newton were sitting out on the street for all for so long. Yeah. And it's like, and you've got Sam freaking Darnold over here starting. Like, come the fuck on. Hey, man, you know, they want to go with the new blood. Blue blood. Hey, <laughs> I'm glad he's not starting anymore because fuck Sam Darnold. Not yeah, a fan. No. No, he's not. I don't. Ch- I don't like him. He should have never been a starter. But uh, the fact that you all got rid of him in in uh, New York was uh, I this is a very weird tangent, though. I didn't even want him. We should have drafted Lamar Jackson. Maybe uh-huh. we should have drafted. Uh, who else could could have we had? I mean, there's there's there's, a, there's like two other guys that, that year, are really good. That year wasn't he? I mean, you could have had Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen's another one. Oh, yeah, you could have had Lamar Jackson. You could have had Josh Allen. There was also. You know, Josh Rosen. So you avoided you avoided one mistake. Yeah, that's thank God that guy. That I don't even think he's in the league still, is he? I I don't know because I saw that he got picked up by the 49ers at one point, and then he was cut off their pra- he was cut off their practice squad at one point this year. So he might just be out at this point. Talk about a tumble. Jeez Louise! But anyway. you know, I always and he was a guy who I was super wrong on because. In the draft talk, they were all like knocking him for being too smart and having other interests, and I was like, "Oh, that's not a bad thing." Well, I guess it was. <laughs> Dude, super bad. I don't. Yeah, it's. Hey, but whatever. Um, we're yeah. Such but, a random tangent. Sorry. Yeah, we were on, sorry. No. From the wow. I, I, I always do this all the time, and then I'm just like, "Oh wait, we're we're literally we're about to lose everybody because we're still talking football." Hold on. Hold on. Oh yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> but um. But yeah. Let me um. Yeah, all right. So we got we got to do your wilds and pals. I got a recap here. So I, <laughs> I guess if uh, if my wilds and pals, I'm trying to think the the wow that I have. I mean, it's currently sticking in my mind is a uh, just um, how decent of a season the Knicks are having, and that we yeah we beat the Lakers last night. Dude, Even that's if exciting. It was without LeBron, I don't man. Care. That's that's exciting. Like the Knicks being the Knicks, like having some kind of hope for them is like it's a good thing to at least have like a you know them around oh dude they're, they're them being good uh like them being good throughout the season or, or whatever just being a good team is good for basketball oh like, and i think and i think i mean another reason why in like in general i'm a uh increasing the playoff size like i hated when the nfl did it but mm. man that play-in game i think it's i think it's been working perfectly so far the fact yeah, that no, it it... so many teams alive and this year you'll have what like three or four teams tanking yeah, no, it's perfect. It's it's working out so far so good. And, like um, um, the Magic are one of the only teams that have no hope this year. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I don't even good. want to Fuck talk the about them. What, like half their wins are against the Knicks in the Garden. <laughs> I, it makes me want to blow my brains out. Do you know how many how many times? All right, the amount of texts and the amount of times I'm tagged on social media any time that the Magic beat the Knicks, it's just. <laughs> It's it's obscene. I don't know what I mean. I I kind of get it, you know. I kind of get it, but then come on, you know. It's like give me a break. The whole 
even the magic social media, I feel like it's a personal attack on me sometimes. <laughs> like you're, <laughs> you're like a magic own social media page. I'm telling you right now. I think they know who I am and they do it on purpose. But whatever. Oh, see, um, I'm I'm always cheering against the magic now. Like just with how much like how shitty their owners are in that whole family. Yes, like, exactly. I'm just exactly. like, oh, like I know they're all billionaires and they're all cheer against those shitty billionaires. Yeah, for real. Um, let me see. And if I had a pal, uh, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of, of personal pals, I feel like, uh, mm. the last, the last month or so. And, and it is what it is. Um, but I guess the only one that's really kind of sticking in my head is just like, for some strange reason, like my work office environment has like, like the, I don't know what's happening, but, but a lot of people are starting to bring in their kids a lot more often. Oh, oh. And uh, are schools like shutting down I, or going virtual or something? Or I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Listen, and, and you know what? Like the older kids, I don't mind because they usually like they're quiet and they they stay in like the break room or whatever. They're watching mm. TV or on their tablets. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they start bringing in like their four year olds who are like screeching at the top of their lungs, like mm-hmm. and squealing and like doing, I mean, it's just wild. And then uh. You know, they're trying to like lighten up the mood sometimes, or I don't know what it is, but for some reason, there's like an obscene amount of Nerf guns at this place. I, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why, but like today, these kids just were going ham with these fucking Nerf guns running around the office. And I'm just like hiding around the corner. And I'm just like, not even, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I need, to, I, I, I almost thought about just leaving early. So I was like, this is out of control for the last like two days. You brought your yeah. children in even even before that. They, they kind of bring them in sporadically. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I love the kids, man. I'm good with kids. Kids love me. I, you know, I probably sound like a fucking Grinch right now. I get it. But <laughs> listen, you know, work like a work environment or a workspace. I, you know, I, I just think it's like, man, you got that's for work. You know, there there are times and places for everything and. Like you, like people that bring in your children to to the office, it's not as cute as you think, and like people don't really like it as much as you think. All right, be be professional. That's well, all I gotta say. You know, so you I think be. I think we should call out though the real Grinch. If we're we're really talking about bringing kids to work, the real Grinch is really Kristen fucking cinema. And Joe Manchin, because when they stripped oh, yes! that health, when they strip, strip child care from the from the Senate uh, reconciliation bill, like they are part of the problem. Like, thank you. That's I, uh, some real. Those are the people we should really be angry at here, and like be pissed off at that you have to deal with kids at your work. It's fucking Kristen fucking cinema. Oh my god! In a red fucking state, and she can't even fucking vote for fucking child care. No, she's like, useless. Mansion's useless. It, it blew I mean, my at mind. Least, at least in Mansion, my whole thing with Mansion that I always say is like, "Hey, like, let's be realistic. We're not getting a more liberal senator from West Virginia." In Mansion's no, Mansion's case, let's just try to win another Senate seat. Kristen Cinema is in a blue fucking state now. Arizona <laughs> has two Democratic senators and voted for Joe Biden. Like Kristen fucking Cinema is the problem because we collect another fucking Democrat there. Dude, it's it's Joe Manchin. We're not replacing him. We can replace Cinema. Like Cinema needs to be primaried, fucking yesterday. 
I can't. Sorry. Random uh, no. tangent. I just was like, no, that's not even a random tangent. What I was going to say is we, you know, the last, I, we've been off for about two weeks. And I think uh, the last time before that we had a podcast in the middle and then off again for two weeks before, but we, we were talking about the, uh, the infrastructure bill and, and, mm-hmm. and, and all that. And just how, how much uh, cinemas just, just botched everything and, and, and how much mansion, I mean, how, Joe Manchin is Joe Manchin, like like you said. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, That's the ten- senator from West Virginia. Like, at least in his case, there's kind of a reasonable excuse. Yeah. But, like, there's no excuse for Chris and Cinema. Like, she's just a fucking corporate shrill. Like, <laughs> get her out of there. Like, let's go get somebody else in there who's going to fight for people, you know, the working class. Because, like, sure the don't. fact that women have to – and I know we're going to talk about it today, but the fact that women have to take on so much of the burden – of child rearing in our in our society is one of the things that's really holding us fucking back. And when people want to bitch and complain about they're not being workers and like all this shit, like I can tell you what the two biggest things if you want to talk about like they're not being workers is the fact that we've seen you know obviously in addition to the early retirements and stuff that we've seen with covid is we're not replenishing our workforce because women can't come back to the freaking job market because they can't put their kids somewhere and Mm. then you have had immigrants not be able to come into this country at any reasonable rate for the past you know four or five years like you want to talk about where your workers are welcome to fucking america it's Mm. Women and immigrants are the people we're missing in this workforce right now, and nobody wants to fucking talk about it, dude. Well, let, I mean, we want to complain about goddamn, oh, people are being lazy and getting their unemployment, which people aren't even getting anymore, and all this. No, nope. let's uh, let's let's dive right into it. I mean, this is why 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 I brought you on this week. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and go in, go into the exactly what you were talking about. How nobody wants to talk about how you know, women can't get back into the workforce because of child child care, because of everything else. Uh, you know, let's talk about this ridiculous uh, abortion law in Texas, you know, for a second. That's, you know, it goes hand in hand with all that. They're all, it they're does. All... I mean, it, it totally does because, I mean, the whole thing we're seeing is the fact that, like, we're forcing people who aren't ready to have kids to have kids. Oof. And then we are completely shoving off the burden when they're having kids that they don't want and or they're not they're they're not ready for like the fact of the matter is is we like to act you know children are always a blessing but like we know what the whole truth is with us as kid kids are hard enough when you fucking are ready for it and plan for it let alone i don't think anybody's ever ready no idea oh exactly like my my older sister um since we since i was last on she's had uh, my niece and it's super exciting for her and her husband um it is a uh you know she it's a lot going on there and what talking to Murata, what i hear all the time is about like one of the things is like she's she's not getting you know um they don't have proper maternity Mm -hmm. works for starbucks as a manager right now uh they don't have proper maternity leave and then also that like you know so expensive in general for childcare. So she's talking about the fact that, like, because leave, like, she's been able to take a bunch of time off. Um, but she's like, because she's used just her time because she's been at Starbucks for like a decade. That's the only reason she's been able to be off Jesus. because Starbucks is a good company, yeah. quote unquote. And yeah. they are, and what they offer her as a manager, I believe she's been at Starbucks for over a decade now. 
um, is they offered her six weeks of two thirds pay, hmm. which is a generous offer. Her husband didn't get any paternity leave. No, and that's a whole other issue, by the way. Like for oh, men and, and dads, and definitely because he ob- he wanted off. to be he wanted to be part of that more. Yeah. But what we're seeing here is like. like is that so she didn't get any paternity, you know, uh, she barely gets any uh, maternity leave. And that's like from one of the good organizations, even during that. Now, like, she's like filed a complaint about her boss previously for work for something unrelated. And since she's on maternity leave, now her boss isn't getting back to her about her transfer that she's supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. so, like, you're seeing there, she hasn't even tried to go back into the workforce yet. And she's going to be in leaving Starbucks. She's, you know, somebody with decades of experience leaving because they're fucking dropping the bag and being assholes to her. And, you know, while she's having a kid and like, that's a lot of other pressure on it. Why are you going to be loyal to a company that's not loyal to you when you're doing one of the hardest things? I mean, good Lord, childbirth sounds horrible. Oh, dude, I don't even want to imagine that. Women who want children and choose to have children like are truly fucking saints because <laughs> childbirth sounds awful. Like if it was left up to me and that we had to go through that, the human species would have died off a long time ago. Oh, dude, there's no way anything on my body is stretching that big, <laughs> that open. For it. Dude, it's bad enough when I got to take like a giant crap and, you know, it hurts. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> exactly. God, what is this? You know, exactly. You that like, that, like crap baby. when you've been like camping for like three days and you get yeah. back and you've just been holding it in for this whole time. Yeah. Like that's already painful enough. Like <laughs> and- an actual human, an actual like in- this thing inside of you, like l- l- living off you feeding living off you. thing with a goddamn skull yeah. skulls are big yeah. <laughs> arms legs shoulders exactly oh shoulders oh my god oh no no, no thank you i saw that video in like middle school you know what i mean like, <laughs> dude i about passed out never mind i was like oh my god what happens i was oh. like holy shit yeah, oh. it's a, it's definitely a miracle. Like childbirth is 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 I would use it's a miracle. Like, it's really... it's definitely a miracle. But I mean, we're definitely seeing a case where you know, and like it's incredible that people you know that women choose to do this. But we're forcing women who don't want to have this mm-hmm. to do this. And what we're really doing is we're putting such undue weight on the women in our society that it's really holding us back in so many ways. We're talking about childcare or just the idea that women have to be the ones in, in charge of even birth control. And that's one of the things that like, I have had a lot of friends who, you know, have been open with me about the experience of taking birth control and goddamn birth control sounds awful in all forms, whether it's pills, it's messing up with your head. Like it's, got mood swings and all this stuff and we still choose to allow women to have like make it where women have uh periods even they don't need to on birth control because that's what we choose that's how Uh, it was designed and and let's not forget like uh hey for all these maniacs out there uh birth control is like definitely more dangerous than uh the COVID vaccine. Way more. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about gl- blood clots, that's what the whole joke was when they paused Johnson Johnson over six blood clots. They're like, have they looked at birth control? Yeah, like, exactly. Have you seen that goddamn sheet of things that like the, the warnings that they get on birth control? Yes. It's like a sheet. It's wild. It's insane. It's insane. And, 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 and nobody bats an eye 
you know, well, I don't want to say nobody. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people. Society doesn't. We talk about birth control. I was just yeah. thinking about this the other day. So I don't. I was a big Seinfeld guy going growing up. I don't know if you ever watched. Do you ever watch Seinfeld? I, you know, I watched Seinfeld like maybe the last like 10, 10 or fifteen years or so. You know, when I got older. Yeah, um, I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm guy. I love okay. David. But so yeah. this is just a quick little line from uh, one of Jerry's little stand-ups. You know how they did it in Seinfeld? Is he has yes, the, yes, the bookend yes. with his like stand-up throughout? So one of his time is they're like, "Have you?" He's like joking. He's like, "Have you seen these laundry commercials recently?" And his whole joke <laughs> is like, "They've got the they've got the people over there washing blood stains out of their clothes. Who where, who are these people who are having to clean blood out of their clothes?" And it's like, Jerry, it's women. Yeah, <laughs> it's women. Like wow. those are the people who are regularly having to clean blood stains out of their clothes. But wow. like we don't even the whole point there, obviously being not saying it's anything offensive. Clearly, they just had a writer's room without women in it. Yeah, which is yeah. Own issue, but um, if you think like my whole thing is like you know we're hiding even the fact of like periods in general, let alone birth control and the weight that takes on people. My partner, uh, you know, even if you don't so say you don't want to take the pills every day, right? Which is a very reasonable thing. Um, well, you know, one of the other really popular options, and I'm sure Saul, you are, uh, you know, familiar, have women in your life who's chosen this one mm-hmm. is, uh, IUDs. Yeah. 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 And oh my goodness. Yeah. The, so I was, that, the science behind that is, was wild. <laughs> but like the, have you heard about the process of getting it? Oh dude, I, it's, I don't, I, I can't imagine I don't know, you know, like I don't, I don't want to know what anything feels like inside of me. You get what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I mean, constantly. So my, my, uh, like my uh, ex was, I was with her when she got her IUD, and she like in pain with serious cramps, and she mm. was like one of the most traumatizing experiences of her life. So they shoved that up inside of her. Oh three days she's like knocked the fuck out like it's bad and those things last you know seven years which is a long ass time but that means if you're one no matter what they got to take that out of you yeah which oh my god yeah oh good lord but then if you still don't want kids you've got to get another one yeah yeah I can't imagine oh. that. I don't know. I don't know if there's a if there's a, like a male procedure that's that invasive that I could think of. Minus like a colonoscopy, you know. Oh yeah, like I mean, and I wouldn't even say that's close. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I I don't think it is. But oh my god, that sounds so terrible. Yeah, I it mean, does. good lord. But I mean, okay, so those options, right? But let's okay, so uh, you know, you're either you're either taking birth control through. Um, through you're going, uh, you know, having actual pills, or you're going through the IUD. The other situation that a lot of women, you know, have the option to birth control because again, you know, Republicans say you know abortion is bad, so we should try to prevent abortions. Um, which obviously I don't think abortion is bad in general. I think that's much smarter. People can have conversations about when life actually begins. But even yes. if you go with the flawed premise of like abortion being bad anytime, our whole point should be preventing it. So like those are options. And the only other one is like getting your tubes tied. And I don't know if mm-hmm. you've had um, friends who have tried to get their um, – who try to get like their reproductive organs removed. Um, and 
it is one of those things that most doctors will allow you to do. Hmm. I've had multiple it's, it's friends. It's probably a dangerous, kind of a dangerous procedure. Well, not even that. It's like sometimes it's medically necessary, but the reason why, and listen to this, this is insane. And I wouldn't believe this because obviously this is all secondhand experience because I've never gone to the doctor as a woman. Shocking. Um, <laughs> but a lot of doctors will turn it down if you're not married because your husband needs to give consent. Oh, wow. So they won't whoa, do it whoa. if you're not married because your husband needs to give consent. Oh. Because it means you'll never be able to have kids. So you need to have your husband sign off on that. Wow. Like, wow. What is this? Like 1952 or something? Seriously, like, we're talking about, like, what the fuck? Like, you're saying, and so these women, I know, I know a friend who lives in Orlando who I uh, grew up with. She literally medically needs to, like, it's going to be helpful for her to get this procedure, but they won't do it. Be- like, mo- many doctors won't do it. Thank God. So, this is her now fourth doctor, and she's finally found a doctor who will do the procedure. Wow. She's like now like holding off on it for a little bit because it's not like medically like super necessary right now. Like it's not yeah. whatever. I don't know the specifics of her medic and I'm not a doctor. Don't even play one on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like she doesn't need to get it right now. But like she's finally found one on her fourth attempt that will do the surgery if she wants to move forward. Like everybody else has turned her down. Really, what are we what are we putting on women? Because like the only other option, the only thing that we ask men to do when we're talking about like child rearing and ch- family planning is wear a condom which i'm a dude i bitch about wearing condoms yeah i feel like you. Co- wearing condoms sucks uh i i hate to admit that i'm 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 also a dude we all, so we all, we, all guys hate wearing condoms we do and so we complain about it it's this tiny thing but we complain about it and obviously there's multiple you know Condoms are also required and should be something you always use when having sexual partners who you're not exclusive with in general, just for mm-hmm. safety's sake, obviously. But we bitch about this small little part, and it's not even that effective. Like, what are condoms? Isn't it? It's like 99% effective or something like that. Something like, like that. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty, yeah. it's super effective. Like, I mean, if we we're talking about a vaccine, that would be incredible. But, like, for how often you have sex, it's not actually that, <laughs> that effective. <laughs> I think we don't like to think that, like, okay, we're going to have sex, you know, a decent bit of times where that percentage starts getting bigger as it multiplies. But, like, we even bitch about that. And so, like, for me, you know, one of the things is, like, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm very, a very classic millennial. I, (laughs) I, in the ways of, like, I do not really want, I don't, I'm, you know, 31 years old now. I don't know if I want children ever, but I do know that biological children, you know, because of my little brother being adopted and some other experiences and just being able to work with a lot of young people in general and having that privilege throughout my life, I know biological children isn't required or isn't something that I'm going to need in my life. It isn't something that I want. Like if I want children, I can just adopt. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of other, and I'm sure you do too. I know a lot of guys who feel similar. They either don't want kids at all, or they're like, oh, if I want kids, like I'm cool adopting. Like I know a lot of guys who feel that way. Just, you know, more than anything, it's on the, I don't want kids at all. Yeah. But like, it is amazing for how much we put on women and make this process so difficult, how few men consider the super safe, reliable, and easy practice of getting a vasectomy. Oh, tell us about that. 
So that is a choice that I made. Um, I've wanted to get a vasectomy for a minute. Um, it was something that I was like, you know, because again, I didn't want children if I do, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I want children if I do want children I want to adopt. And we know how difficult it is for women. And I'm somebody, obviously, as I've talked about previously on this podcast, for anybody who's listened multiple times to me and, you know, heard me ramble about my life, mm -hmm. I came from a really religious background. So I was one of, I was at one point, um, I don't know if you know this, Saul, but I was at one point, um, one of those protesters with the, the red tape with life written on it over my mouth. Oh, wow. Who wow. Who would stand outside of the abortion clinics trying to yes. convince people not to. So I never like held a sign or like harassed people or anything like that. But I had that red life tape yeah, on my yeah. mouth. I know exactly so, like, what you're talking about. A uh, voice for the, you know, childless who, you know, are getting aborted, blah, blah. And obviously I've changed a lot of, don't believe life begins at conception now because that's a silly argument to have. It is. Um, it and is. no scientist in the world would argue that, or even heartbeat. Um, I think the easiest, you know, way of going about it is just viability. But that's neither here nor there, and I'm not qualified to be giving out, you know, scientific advice like on that it, front. A heart's not even developed yet. I, oh yeah, I mean, like, that, and again, like you can talk about brain waves, but like those brain yeah. waves when they first are developed are the same as like the amount of elect electricity we have acting in our skin so it's not really comparable to like a human brain in any developed human brain in any way that no. way um it's, so like it's... really i think the only example we could use really is viability right like that yeah. but like yeah. that's neither here nor there um but like my thought is like you know again as somebody who used to do that like if if i know i don't want kids why don't i take the safe cheap and easy process of getting a vasectomy and take mm -hmm. that off of my potential partner's, um, you know, plate where they don't have to go get an IUD shoved up inside of them every seven yeah. years or get their or try to get their tubes tied and get turned down by a doctor or take a pill every day that's pumping so many hormones into them that, you know, their emotions and, you know, how they actually are, their personality can easily change because of that. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I take the easy step and do this? So I was finally able to do this this last summer. Thankfully, my insurance company covered 75% of the cost, which was nice. great. So it ended up only costing me around like 200 bucks. That's it? Um, for the procedure. Yeah, like 200 bucks. And it was so quick that my partner at the time um, was there. She, you know, was sweet enough to like drive me there and, you know, like wait for me. Um, while I'm getting the out, she was shocked because she said that was faster than a teeth cleaning. Wow. And then literally all they had did ice they put my you balls. Under? Like, did you did you get knocked no. out? I'm awake for the whole what? you're awake for the whole thing. What do I was you literally mean you're on awake my for phone. The whole thing? Yeah, what? you're awake for the whole thing. <laughs> so well, because the danger in most procedures is really when it's putting you under. Okay. Like that's when people really die. Like pe knocking people out is a really expensive and dangerous procedure in general. Like if you're die during surgery, more often than not, like for basic surgeries, it's because of the anesthesia. So they just use a local anesthetic, um, cut right into each little each little nut sack. Oh my! Cut out this portion. And so, like the one I got, there's different versions of this. Because the one I got, I wasn't worried about it being reversible. So okay. I got the most effective one they have. Okay. Which what they do is they cut, they cut it, 
they send the part they cut out to a lab to like get tested to confirm that they took out the right thing, which they obviously do. Yeah. Um, and then they solder the wound they, and tie it. So it's wow. burned and tied. Um, and this, you're awake for the whole thing. But again, the whole process is probably like uh, 20, 25 minutes. And it's so easy. The only thing I would tell people is, you know, don't breathe in because you can smell your own self burning, which is not something you want to smell. Wow. That's, um, that's kind of creepy. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not an experience I would necessarily try to repeat. Um, but um, I was literally on my phone watching YouTube videos with headphones in. Wow. The whole time. The miracle of modern science, everybody. Super easy. Like, and then literally I was like, I spent like two or three days where I didn't really move. And then I didn't work out for a week. Like that was I mean, it. So how bad was the pain? Though? Not, I mean, I've always thought I've had, I have a high pain tolerance and maybe that's the case, but I haven't really ever broken a bone to really know for sure. Yeah. Or had like a lot uh, serious enough injury to truly say, but honestly, for me, it was one of those things like it hurt, but I never even filled my prescription. Like I am a believer again, classic millennial. I have my med- medical marijuana card up here in New York, hey, that's what um, and about. I literally just smoked, and I was totally fine. Hmm. Like whenever I felt pain, I just smoked totally fine like it was just a little awkward like walking around because like they're a little sore so you got to walk a little bow-legged for a while yeah you're fine i went to i, Put I got the procedure or anything on that or the ice pack oh yeah you ice it down okay. the whole you ice it down and do all that but like i got the procedure on friday afternoon i went to a four i got it on uh i got it on um like that friday right before the fourth of july and then the fifth of july i went to a, or the fourth of july i went to a party and oh, I was like okay. sitting down the whole time, but I got it. I got it done that Friday. That Sunday, I'm at a party. Huh. Like that's how easy it was. Like that's a super easy procedure. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm not gonna lie, because that's a uh, that's very courageous thing to do. First off, just from a from a man to another man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. talking about soldering, you know, your nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> well, they. They solder inside your nutsack. Your nutsack's yeah, so, yeah. sewed up. Yeah, yeah, hey, tomato, tomato. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Inside and outside. Nutsack. It's still in the nutsack. <laughs> Holy moly. Jeez Louise. But that's still, that's still wild. But it is it is crazy that, that I mean, and, and like you mentioned, they have different kinds of, of vasectomies. Oh, exactly. They sometimes have, they like, just tie them. Sometimes, oh, yeah. But this one, even this one was like 30% chance of likelihood if I get it reversed. But they have like the versions where you can just get them tied. Yeah. And then when the ones you get it cut and like they don't solder them. So like you can get it other ways. This is not like the only way of doing it. And like reversibility is a real big thing. But like, you know, I just think it's, you know, in all honesty, it's a small ask for mm-hmm. guys to be willing to do this. If you're like me, like I'm 30, you know, I know uh, I'm, you know, younger than you, but I'm 31. Like yeah. I, I'm not going to change my opinion that much f- yeah. from now into the future. Like I'm going to always try to stay, you know, w- like water and be able to change and stuff like that. But like, we know how people work. Like once you end up like in your thirties, you're basically who you're going to be. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think if I if I've changed at all in the last like eight years or so, and 
Like, I mean, you might have I, changed the per like, I, I was like, out I've gotten more responsible, but I feel like, of anything. That's yeah, but I feel like <laughs> your personality is pretty similar to probably what it was like 30. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Like, there's how you feel about things, especially like your moral beliefs, are probably pretty similar. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, that's like, so that my thought is like, you know, at this point, like, if you're in that same boat as me, you know, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it is such an easy thing to do to take that undue burden off of women. And again, if you are one of those people who wants to make that argument about, you know, life beginning at conception, whatever garbage you want to say, then like the priority should be making sure that you do your part to prevent unwanted pregnancies. And again, the best part is as somebody who was until, you know, semi recently in a committed relationship at that point, you kiss them condoms, but g- goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> you kiss those condoms goodbye. You're like, I am good. Facts. It's so warm and nice. Oh, exactly. You love it. <laughs> it's like home. It's an adult podcast, everybody. Relax. <laughs> All right, relax. Yeah, I'm talking about what you think I'm talking about. <laughs> well, of course, well, you know, I am. I'm so. just saying it's it's uh it's something that you know you got to be able to go ahead and. If you want that benefit, that's a great benefit to get out of that. And it's our small little part for you think about the fact that like men, even great dads or, you know, great men, still women carry so much more of the burden. Even if, you know, I'm with, I know the fact that like, you know, in the future, I'm not going to be the one asked all the time about having kids. Like that burden is going to still be on my part. Yeah. Yeah, like that's still going to be a burden that's going to unevenly, unfairly land on her. Like I'm some saint out here. I'm just doing a little bit more of my part, you know. But like, we know how the world works. She's still going to get all those questions and all that stuff from all those people. And at least now, go down. You'll definitely go down in the books of bro saints, though. I'll tell you that (laughs) right now. I mean, man, it is so easy and so nice to not have to really have that concern over me anymore. One of my things is, you know, like that's as somebody who, you know, and I, I feel like so you're the same way as like if you ever had an unwanted pregnancy and you ended up when and you decided to carry the term, then you would be you'd have to drop everything and you would drop everything to be a good dad. Oh, you have to. Yeah, having that like I, you know, I'm sure like you like me have friends who are dads and bad dads, and man, all the time I just judge those people so much because I'm like, man, like, ugh, you did that, and like now I'm at a point where it's like I don't have to worry about that because like I would make sure I was a good dad, but again, that's so much responsibility. Like, talk about your life change. Yeah, it's it's I I, I can't even imagine. I mean, I I see it with with my guys and my friends, you know, with kids and stuff. And they're all great dads. I'm probably some of the best dads I've ever seen, but um, it is, you know, that uh, everything has changed and, and it has to, yeah. Um, in order to play that role and, and, and do it the right way. Um, let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit. Cause I kind of want to get into like, uh, unfortunately the trials. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, one of them, you know, great. One of them, not great let's let's start with the not great one because that's um you, you know i'm still like people I, I i still i can't you know whatever i still had to unfriend some people after this yeah. i uh i didn't really engage with anyone online i'm hurt you know i purposely kind of steered away from from everything during the uh during the 
um, the Rittenhouse uh, mm-hmm. verdict and all that stuff, you know, because um, I, I, like I don't like, listen. Any anybody who sent me the stupid, uh, you know, they sent me a message. Oh, did you? But did you actually watch the trial? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> I, oh, Jesus Christ! I was I that I right then and there that there and then I knew I was like I don't even want to talk to this person ever again. Yep. That's it. So I wouldn't even do it. But um. Uh, you know we're, what we're going to talk about is the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, verdict, and uh, well, I'll, go ahead. You 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 brief us in on it. You do such a, a great job of that, and then just uh, you know go ahead and take it away from there because I'm going to pull up some facts real quick. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so I mean, as as uh, you all, you know, obviously everybody listening to this podcast knows at this point, you know, that we have the case of uh, you know. Kyle Rittenhouse, who uh, went to Kenosha, Wisconsin, was not from Kenosha, drove, you know, out of state from uh, to, you know, go and protect property (laughs) while illegally carrying a firearm uh, that he wasn't allowed to have. Um, And then, you know, was there to be a medic without any equipment. Was there just to help, you know, because... Well, pl- property that's is, not even his. That's yeah, property that's part. not his. No con- real connections to it. Um, to then go out and you know ends up um, shooting and killing uh, two. Uh, well, shooting three protesters and killing two protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as this case became, you know, we ended up seeing a lot of. Oh, um, we ended up seeing a lot of painting these. Um, victims as arsonists and looters, as they allowed them to be called, but not victims. Um, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, as you know, we see the super corrupt judge really just uh, abusing power the exact way that like we fear with judges and the judiciary in general, where he's mm-hmm. abusing power in this way. You know, going ahead and having people. Um, Salute, applaud the incoming defense witness because it was Veterans Day and he was the only veteran in the room, which the mm-hmm. judge knew ahead of time but chose to do that. Um, and probably took Kyle out for a beer um, because it is Wisconsin. And fun fact, in Wisconsin, I believe up until the age of 18, you are allowed to drink with a legal guardian at a bar. Yeah, I think um, you're right. It's because Wisconsin's crazy. Um, <laughs> but you know, we see these people get off. Oh, we see Kyle get off as self-defense for, you know, killing these two people and shooting another. And, you know, kind of a mix of things. Again, we see the super corrupt judge. We also see the fact that um, the prosecution from, and again, I didn't watch all of this trial because I I don't like the idea of entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, living in a society and being up to date on news, you know, obviously I get a decent bit of information from it. The prosecutor did definitely do a poor job. Um, and one of them being, you know, not knowing that the victim who was shot his weapon, you know, to um, like threatening Kyle with it before Kyle shot him, which again, he didn't pull the trigger, but you can make it much easier self-defense claim in that way, obviously. Um, and so we had some botching on that side. Um, we also, in addition, the bigger thing that I think is what really should be talked about if we're talking about anything is um, the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse's 
you know, the charge for his illegal carrying of the firearm was dismissed because the prosecutor didn't do the easy freaking step of demonstrating the fact that the weapon Kyle Rittenhouse had was not a rifle, even though it was a long barrel. Mm-hmm. Like even though it was what it was an AR, right? It was an AR fifteen. AR fifteen, yeah. Even though it had a rifle on there, that it's not a rifle. It's not a hunting rifle, and it's you know all the legal experts said that that could have easily been a charge made, but he never, the prosecutor never brought it up, so the judge dismissed it. So the easiest thing, the actual law that you know, no matter how you feel about the Rittenhouse House case, the actual law that we all can agree was broken, was not charged because of. Um, oversight on the prosecutor's side and the judge dismissing it. And so we see Kyle Rittenhouse walking free and really I think here, you know, my big two takeaways, and again, I'm not Emily, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm kind of talking about my ass sometimes (laughs) on this stuff. Um, But the big thing we're seeing here, obviously, is one, the fact that, um, you know, that I think clear and obvious one that we can all talk about is the fact that uh, that people aren't talking about a lot, that the burden of self-defense, the way it is right now, is broken. The fact that you can go out and seek out violent situations and then claim self-defense, and the big part that's broken is not just being able to claim it, but in certain states like Wisconsin, what happens is the burden of evidence then falls on the state to prove that he didn't you know, this case, Rudin House, his life, which is a really hard thing to do. It is really difficult to prove that somebody didn't fear for their life because you're asking the jurors to imagine themselves in the victim's state and if they would have feared for their life, which builds empathy for um, the defendant. Like, because you're asking them to visualize being in that defendant's, you know, case, being in their mm-hmm. eyes, feel, feeling what they're feeling. So it's building empathy with the defendant. But all it's also just such a hard and massive legal burden to take. And so we're allowing people to be able to go out, be provocateurs, and then when violence is enacted on them, um, being able to claim self-defense and get off. And what we're and you know we've seen this a lot of times, whether people know it or not. I mean, if you think about this, this kind of self-defense side and what we've been doing in these self-defense cases are sister cases of what we saw when you know we see talking about you know the Zimmerman case in mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah, the same stand your ground bullshit is what we're seeing here because what's been forever the case was the idea of self-defense. One of the required components because the whole thing is you know, no matter what you think we should all you know how you feel as a person or whatever all of us should never like our goal should be not killing somebody <laughs> pretty easy goal but our goal should be not killing somebody because that is a traumatic super intense thing to do um it's something you might never recover from or come back from yeah the same way is because this is such a traumatic experience and so what before was required and the stand your ground removed is basically outside of your home, you had a responsibility to try to flee. And what that means is you just need to not like try to get away from the situation mm-hmm. instead of using uh, instead of using lethal force. Yeah, like deadly which force. Yeah, is a pretty reasonable expectation, in my opinion. 
Like, I don't know about you, but I would try to get out of a situation instead of killing somebody. Oh, I mean, I'm not trying to kill anybody ever. I, 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 I don't know what that's like. I don't want, like it, I don't want a body on my conscience. Yeah, <laughs> like unless you're literally at your home and somebody, even then, you're going to try to warn somebody before you shoot them. Oh, I mean, I'm just if shooting in their direction. Whatever. I'm telling yeah, you, I mean, if they're in my house at this point, I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I mean, I, uh, 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 all right, I'm not going to lie. If they're inside my house and, and I can get to my gun and, and I'm not shooting any warning shots, I, I'm hey, not going to lie. I'd probably hey, I probably shoot I, right at him. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But, you know, my thing is like, even then, like then you're in your home. It's different. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it used to be expectation that if you're in public and you have a conversation, so will you like to drink? I like to drink. We've oh, all yeah. been out before and had somebody try to start a fight with us. Oh, yeah. Horrible. And, and we all know that 95%, there are the random cases of people just being violent for violence sake, of mm-hmm. fights take two parties. Yeah, you're it right. It takes, somebody could walk away at one of those points. Absolutely right. Absolutely like, there right. are some cases where people will blind somebody with a bottle and it's never seen, but most of the time, people can walk away. Yeah. You're you're hundred percent right about that. And shouldn't that be our expectation? If you're not in your home, you should try to walk away. Yeah. You want to get home safe and alive. Instead of killing somebody. Yep. You don't want to Just, run into somewhere thinking you're gonna I don't know what he was trying. I really don't know what that kid was trying to do, man. I mean, you know, obviously we can speculate all day long. I think it's hard to say that it's hard to for me to imagine a scenario where he's not out there looking to kill somebody or shoot somebody, but oh, yeah, obviously that's right. speculation. You're no, um, no, that I mean, that that's I mean, and that's exactly what I mean. I not that I don't know what he was out there doing, like trying to do. It's like I, I don't know. I guess I don't know what he was out there trying to do, like trying to do that for why he was trying to do that for maybe like definitely know what the fuck he was doing out there. Yeah, yeah there's no question about that. And he wasn't uh, protecting any anybody's property or anything like that. Oh, like, yeah. That's, I mean, that's definitely what he was not doing. And I mean, uh, what this what this kid I've been is fed this prop this right wing propaganda garbage. While he brags about it at bars, by mm-hmm. the way, while he's free, crying in the courtroom. But ugh. and this is and this is the same kind of and you know for me this really hits close to home because like you know this is the kind of case of what we're seeing is like um, with young people is so many young people are brainwashed into this garbage and so thankfully mm-hmm. there's a decent percentage of people like me who wake up to it and don't, you know, me and my siblings who now are all very liberal and all much more accepting and not the hateful people. My parents tried to raise us into being, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, we were able to all break free, but that's not the case for everybody. I mean, I remember I was literally, we're getting a lot of random stories from Brock today. Apparently. No, we're good. I um, but like me as me as a kid, my mom used to take us, to the marine recruitment base like office to go get marine stuff and we have marine stickers and all this and like looking back and it's like god damn like we were just sucking in all this military propaganda all this you know the idea that killing somebody is a thing that you should consider like you can consider as a career and like obviously war is something that's necessary and super respect to you know the people who are you know out there in cases to be able to step up for real justified wars and serving the military in general my little brother is just graduated from basic but like 
that feeding that into children at such an early age before they can even decide mm -hmm. feeding children this idea of like this glorification of violence like can we really be surprised that we're seeing the case of like a kyle Rittenhouse, a 17 year old who thinks it's okay to kill people hmm. i mean it, it, it's i i see what you're saying it's tough it, it's tough to argue that because like my thing is like what I always try to remind myself is like especially as like and I think you know for my white I mean, white people listening I think as white people it's really easy to convince ourselves that like we're the exception we're the good white people like every white person even my mom and dad think you know like if they talked about it now they talk about it as the idea that they would have been on the side of Martin Luther King you know they would have been on the side of peaceful protests and all this even though you know they're both old enough to be around for some of that and yeah yeah well we're not exactly raised in those houses but you know they all convince themselves of that but like that is not the case most white most people with privilege in general historically if we go back if you're given that privilege there is it does not mean at least in my opinion it does not mean that you're gonna always be that good white person there's a lot of scenarios where i could have been kyle Rittenhouse. i could have been that little asshole who like thought that was okay and like yeah we can you know be upset with kyle like he's almost an adult he took you know two people's lives who will never obviously never live again um which is like such a massive decision and awful thing to do but like we've seen like that could easily have been me in another reality i feel like with my upbringing how my parents raised me and you know if yeah. there are people, white people out there listening who look at Kyle Rittenhouse as just a victim and also not a cautionary tale about what we're raising our kids to be and the hate that we're feeding into people, like, you're looking at it the wrong way. This needs to be a for white people. It's like, this is hate that we're still okay tolerating. That, like, you might not, I mean, you know, this is obviously your. Uh, day before thanksgiving podcast if you're sitting yeah. at your thanksgiving table and like you're okay with there being some racist garbage said and you just don't say anything because keep the peace you might be able to keep the peace but what about those younger people who are in that setting who now learn to think that's okay yeah because their cool aunt uncle older cousin whatever didn't say something and so, like, for me, like, this is that wake-up call for, like, those white people who still got up there and, you know, went to a BLM protest. Like, the people who are happy and celebrating that Rittenhouse got off, we can't save them. They're their own issue. They're so brainwashed at this point that there's no changing anything. We can't save them. But he killed He killed a pedophile. He killed bad people. That's what That's what everyone keeps saying, right? Is that, is that, the, is that the, big, uh, the big other excuse? Oh, I mean, yeah, well, it's <laughs> always, a big you know, justification. It's for always him to about, be okay. you know, painting these people as, you know, the same story we see all the time. You mm -hmm. know, in this case, obviously, I know that the victims were white, but like, you know, normally we see this, you know, in all cases of racially charged violence. It's the yeah. same thing we've seen, you know, when any black person gets shot is immediately their character being defamed. And the yep. whole deal is, and like the basic thing that we should all just come to accept is the fact that like, you can be breaking any law that doesn't hurt another person and you should not die for that. Yeah. Like, if you are not 
breaking a law that is literally resulting in somebody getting physically hurt, then they shouldn't die, even if they're a scumbag. And so, like, this is, I mean, for me, like, obviously, I, I post on Facebook all, for, all, you know, for all this stuff. And so, you know, you might have seen or you might not have of, you know, me. Oh, oh I, I, did. Did. I, liked all, did. I liked all the good stuff you were saying there. You had, yeah, you, you got some funny people sometimes commenting on there, bro. Oh, I, I know. It's amazing you. to me that they still follow me. Like, every time yeah. I'm like, God damn it, I thought you all got out of here. <laughs> what happened? I'm always confused. Yeah. Like, I am so confused why you're here. Yes. Um, but, you know, I've got people on there and, you know, everyone wants to argue about the case. And my whole thing about the Rittenhouse case is like, okay, this is, yeah, the Rittenhouse case happened. We can argue about the specifics and talk about the judge and talk about the jury and talk about the prosecutor and all this stuff, which like, yes, there's a lot of lessons to be taken. But really what we need to be looking at now is not on the specific case. Rittenhouse is free and he's, you know, sentenced to 50 years of CPAC. Um, time where he'll be, you know, smoozing at CPAC for every, you yeah. know, every year from now Old on. Old pedophile Matt Gates wants off from an internship. Yeah, like he's gonna, we're gonna unfortunately have to see this fuckhead all the time, and he's gonna be in our lives for fucking forever, and just you know, conservatives sucking his dick all the time. But like, let's move this conversation off of Rittenhouse and think more about the structural issues that we're seeing here. And it's mm-hmm. so like one of the things that you know, like I was also I'm trying to make that point on Facebook is the fact that like what we're seeing is it. I couldn't stop thinking about it all last week during the trial is what we're seeing here is the fact that the second amendment, is still not fully extended to people mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to talk about America being a, you know, country of laws and these amendments, you know, bill of rights, black people still aren't getting their full bill of rights nope. because we see the specific case of um, in the case of Tamir Rice, a little boy playing with a toy gun, a BB gun. Yep. Getting shot and killed in his own yard. And then we see the case of Philando Castile, who got shot because he told the cop he had a gun on him. I and the cop just, asked him I was just to thinking about it. Grab yep. his wallet. And what more can we say? Like, if you look at the fact that, like, Kyle Rittenhouse was given in every opportunity every right and privilege of oh well yeah he went there with the gun yeah he wasn't illegally allowed to have the gun but he was still he was still to you know get his rights of having his second amendment rights honored which you know i think is bullshit but the people who are celebrating that if you're really consistent then the people you need to be talking about now are the people who aren't getting amendments rights seen i think another case that I don't know if you saw somebody commented on this one, and a lot of Republicans have been talking about it, comparing it to Rittenhouse, is um, Andrew Coffey the Fourth. Have you heard about this? Mm, not sure. Keep going. Okay. So, um, Andrew Coffey um, the Fourth was just this year um, found not guilty on all counts of murder. Um, uh, just on you know last Friday, so the same day as the Rittenhouse case, and you know he's a black man who was found not guilty on all counts of murder, and so it's like, oh, see, you know, you want to talk about how black people they get the same rights? They, we're seeing a black person get off here. The specifics, yeah. and so a lot of conservatives have been talking about Andrew Coffey, and really, you know, like 
making this a case where it's, you know, Andrew Coffey is, you know, the case of like, look, see, Rittenhouse was consistent. Black people get the same rights. Well, Andrew Coffey was in his home and police entered his home for a raid. They say they said it was police. He says they did not say it was police. Entered his home. He's there with his girlfriend. Um, he shoots the cops and his girlfriend gets shot and killed. Yeah, she gets caught in the crossfire, shot mm-hmm. 10 times and later died. And so the murder he got found not guilty for was of his girlfriend, whose mom specifically said she's glad Andrew Coffey got off because he know she knows he loved his her daughter. Like, but you know who the mom is upset at? The cops. Yeah. And she wants to sue the cops. And so here we're seeing a case that conservatives are holding up as like, see, Rittenhouse, Andrew Coffey, it's the same thing. He was in his home. His girlfriend's the one who died. And police are most likely the ones who shot her. Listen to what listen to what he says. I just pulled the story up. So the defense said Coffey was asleep and thought the flashbang was gunfire, so he fired his gun because he thought that was he thought because he thought that he was under attack. He, this is his, his uh, what he said. I was trying to protect me and Alteria, which is his girlfriend. And I thought I was doing that. But I feel I didn't protect her. I can't sleep with that. They killed her. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, my good. The prosecutors said deputies did announce they were there. Coffee fired at the deputies and they returned fire. Oh, yeah. Just like you said. Mm. So we're waiting. We're, you know. Conservatives wanted to hold this up as this is the same thing. One, obviously, we have the big basics of he's in his goddamn home sleeping. Yeah. He is most likely not the one who I shot can't even see. His I can't even see the comparison. That's the crazy. I don't even. I, 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 it's a stretch. What, what so they're doing is a stretch to try to compare it's, this it's case to the It's a big stretch. But yeah. you know what? You think Andrew Coffey's walking free right now? No, he's still in jail. And you know, you know how long he's risking of being at jail for? I don't even know. And here's the real kicker. He's still at risk of 30 years in jail. Jeez Louise. For an illegal gun charge. Oh, jeez Louise. So the thing we know Rittenhouse was guilty of, that they just didn't prosecute him on, is what's going to keep Andrew Coffey in jail for potentially 30 years. And this oh. man, unlike unlike Rittenhouse, has not been walking his whole way free because, to my knowledge, he did not make bond. So he's been sitting in jail for since 2017. Oh, my. And this is who conservatives are holding up as the exa- counterexample to Rittenhouse. And see, self-defense is a legal argument is the same for black people and white people. Give me a fucking break. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, that's whack, bro. <laughs> so just, yes, yeah, so just again, my, my big takeaway from this is, you know, we're seeing the fact that, like, black people aren't given the same rights. No. Nope. And these are things that we can change. We can, we can make change so that they extended their rights. Because this is, and this is not new, people. Do you know why the Second Amendment was in, uh, introduced to the Bill of Rights? Go ahead. 
So why it was introduced was because <laughs> the whole beforehand, who was in charge of the military, it was the federal government. Mm-hmm. Because of the uh, founders, you know, the founding fathers that everybody wants to act as if, you know, has never had any issues and always were great people. These founding fathers, um, you know, made a compromise on slavery. And that compromise meant, though, that their whole worry was in the South, slave revolts. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you would need a military to quell that revolt. And you couldn't ask the federal government to do that because of the compromise. So put in a bill, the Second Amendment, that says that, you know, there's a right to a well-regulated militia. Mm-hmm. Militia to sl- stop a slave riot in the South. That was the intent. This, the Second Amendment has always been racist, and we can extend those rights to all people. But this should not be a wake-up call for anyone. This, like everything back in America, comes back to our original sin of racism, of slavery. Mm. Everything in America comes back to it. It's everything's drawn back to this connection. And the fact that, you know, we have people on there, you know, so many people on my comments wanted to tell me that this wasn't about race. Yeah. And and the, just, and the fear of that slave revolt, not to cut you off, but it's because of the, it was stoked by the Haitian Revolution. Uh-huh. But go ahead. That's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all there, people. Look this up, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the people just want to act like this isn't about race, but, like, everything's connected to race. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that, like, you know, everything I'm all, I feel like I'm, like, white guy always talking about race, you know, all the space I am, but, like, that is America. It's our original sin. Hmm. We can't just ignore that. It's going to be in everything. Mm-hmm. All we can do is try to be active in undoing these systems of oppression. Mm, got to dismantle this stuff, though. We got to. Yeah. We got to start over. It's a. I mean, God, the amount of work that has to be done is insane. And it seems like, you know, every. You know, two we take forward, you know, four steps back yeah. um, at times, especially as we see more and more of this stuff. But really, we're just becoming more aware to the racism that's been ingrained in all of us and in our society for forever. And, you know, this, I know the Rittenhouse uh, verdict can be really upsetting, you know, and it was upsetting for me, but this should really just be forcing us to make sure we are doubling down on our work, on being out there, understanding how important it is to keep ourselves educated, to keep learning, to keep that person who is doing that work on themselves, that, you know, people are going to call you woke and make all these goddamn jokes. And you know what? You just have to take the jokes. Yeah. Because... It is the just like I was complaining about earlier about the condoms. They're the least the man can do to be involved in family planning, considering how much (laughs) that burden goes on women. This is the least white people can do: is educate and educate those around them. Be get themselves educated and educate those around them. That is the least we can do. And this is just another example of like, hey, you know, 
we got to get we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Do you think uh, the Samar Arbery, I mean, they got it right on this one. They did. They yeah. did. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, and, you know, we've got to remember um, this case yes. was originally not brought. Yes. <laughs> like, we can all be excited. It took this... like 74 days of protest. <laughs> yeah. 74 days. And yeah. you know the only reason this happened was because the defendants were dumb enough to film a video of it and it was leaked and went viral. Yes. They could have done this. They could have done this without shooting that video and all they'll be walking free right now. Yeah. There is no goddamn way. And so, yeah, does it feel good to get a win here? Yes. Like, thank God we're seeing some semblance of justice. Because remember, true justice would be Ahmad Arbery, a man who just liked running, still being alive today. Yeah. But this closest thing we can get to justice of bringing them, bringing his murderers to, just, to justice is almost didn't happen because of our systems of oppression. Seventy. Four days. And I mean, even in the case of Rittenhouse, again, you know, we were talking about, you know, the shooting of other black people for having weapons. You know, let's not forget that Rittenhouse was given water bottles by the police. Yes. Like, what we're seeing here is the fact that our policing system is so fucked up. And we have so much work to do on our justice system as a whole. And, you know, both these cases are also connected by the fact that we also have to be aware, especially as, you know, homicides are going up. We have to be aware that more and more armed people are going to continue to try to take the law into their own hands. That's what we're seeing in both these cases that really connect them. Mm. Yes. We That's see the, the fact thing. that white people are taking the law into their own hands. The McMichaels and Brian. Like, they were seeing themselves as the good guys to chase down an unarmed man for five minutes. Yep. Five minutes in their truck. Yep. And then have the audacity to say that he, you know, the actual murderer, the trigger man, um, well, they're all murderers, but the trigger man, the, for him to say that, you know, oh, it's because of my um, training in uh, the Coast Guard for why I grabbed my shotgun and it was me because I worried that Ahmaud Arbery could grab my shotgun and shoot me. Yeah, that's it. Good freaking Training Lord. in the Coast Guard. Jeez Louise. Like these, Part of training in the Bronx just growing the, up. The <laughs> fact that this was ever a question should be so goddamn damning. Yeah. Like, good lord. Insane. Insane. Seriously. And again, thank God that this happened. That, again, some semblance of justice was carried out. That we had a better judge here who admonished the defense team for complaining about the black pastors Mm -hmm. in the audience. Mm -hmm. Like, thank God we got that we got that and we had better system, but we had a better circumstances, but it doesn't mean the system's any better. Facts. 
Man, my main man Brock. I love having you on, bro. I hey man, I love being on and you know, it's great talking to you and it's you know, hopefully that you know, we just all I'm just hoping that you know, we all know how much work we have to do on this front. And I mean like it's a lot, you know. This is I know it's depressing and you know, we all need to take our steps away. But like we got to we got to stay out there. We got to stay active because the people who are wanting to perpetrate violence on you know, black people who are mm-hmm. wanting to um, take away a woman's right to choose and give her less autonomy over her own life, mm-hmm. they're not stopping. They're continuing to go. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we've got to stop thinking of this as a race, you know, that like we just have to make it to the finish line and then we can relax. Yeah, And we got to start realizing that this is this is a goddamn chase for survival. We are getting chased. Yeah. Because just like Ahmaud Arbery is being chased, our democracy is being chased. The society that we want to live in is being chased. And well, we've got to keep running. We can't stop because it, this will just No, go happen. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, we can't. I And and not to go off on another tangent here, I, I'm, I'm going to try to wrap it up. But, um, you know, we for some reason, like we, we got to stop treating that other side as an equal. Yeah. Um, you know, because like you're saying, there's one side that's actively trying to take away our democracy. They're, they're like yeah. actively racist. <laughs> they're, they're actively uh, trying to suppress our, our, our voting rights. And, but, but yeah, here we are still, like you know, a lot of us, you know, a lot in society in general, just treating them as 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 an equal. Like, oh yeah, they're they're just like another, you know, another regular whatever opponent or or something. We just have to like adjust adjust to life with. We, yeah, that we, both we gotta, sides. We adapt. Is, that both sides is that we see all the time. Yeah, and I mean, and it's what I would also share with people. You know, again, as your pre Thanksgiving episode, you know, if you're having these conversations with people at your Thanksgiving table, you know, what I tell you, you know, do is or or on Facebook, like me is you know remember not to fall into the trolls trap you know not not to let them play what aboutism mm-hmm. don't let them um go ahead and change the topic of conversation because you know again every my facebook post wasn't about the details of the written house it was about overarching themes and systems uh, and the problems in our system and people kept wanting to bring it back to the uh, specifics which i didn't yes. allow them yeah, and like I encourage you all to do the same thing. Don't let them change the narrative. Talk about these big picture things, and I mean whether that's talking about race or even you know if you're wanting, you know, a lot of people are probably going to have some awkward conversations from their Trump supporting family who are mm-hmm. going to talk shit about Biden. And you know what? You can go ahead and talk shit about Biden. You can say fuck Biden. That is totally fine. I'm not going to be the person to tell you. No, they're going to say let's go Brandon instead because oh, they're so don't say that. They're just so clever. You sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, but like Jesus Christ, if you know you can say that yourself. You know you can be disappointed in President Biden. That is totally fine, like and reasonable. And you know we all should be disappointed with the fact that it is such a fight even with our own side mm. with people like Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin and all this to get things that should be basics but what I encourage you to do is use that energy of being like yeah you know what government isn't always the best government isn't always the answer and that's why we need you know to make sure that we're 
providing, you know, strong unions, yeah. that we're giving people organizing rights, that yeah. we're letting people stand up together, workers. And this is really our time. This is our chance to do that. And don't let people, you know, change that topic of conversation, whether it's about race or it's about politics, to get you to fall into the same, you know, class divide, you know, the garbage of just uh, that, you know, they're trying to do that. They're trying to work by convincing you that both sides are bad. And yet both sides do fail us on all the freaking time. But Mm -hmm. one side is a side progress even though it's slow it is progress and the other side are literal fucking fascists yeah exactly exactly literal fucking fascists so don't let them change the topic of conversation engage like share speak up for what's right i know it's hard but you know i just hope that i can you know be some kind of help and assistance to other people out there because like I've been that person in many rooms in many group chats that's having to take on everybody as they're coming at me over BLM or politics or anything like that and so even if you're alone in that room if you're the only person talking about you know trans rights or you know workers rights or social justice issues or racial issues or you know vaccination and public health and the fact that we safety should be something that we're all able to expect in the environments we have um don't back down just remember that like you know as long as you come from a place of understanding and you don't try to be that arrogant asshole because no one likes that person mm-hmm. as long as you're trying to be humble but firm then you're doing what you need to do facts Brox, you got any uh, any shout outs? Um, shout out to my roommate, uh, Marissa, who is going to be running the turkey trot with me tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> running five miles. I have not trained nearly enough for this. So, mm. uh, you know, lifting weights is fun. Cardio is not. No. Um, so I have been running like three miles and not really five recently, but we're going to hope that I can make this whole thing running. That is the goal. No time, just running the whole time, but appreciate to M- uh, MJ, my roommate in advance for killing it and being alongside me as I run. Oh dude, that's going to be great. I, uh, I, I just started incorporating a lot more cardio into my workout the last uh, three weeks. It's important, um, but good Lord, dude, it's the worst. So I, I before, cardio. Yeah, I, I I run I run about two two to three miles before I work out in the morning on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. So right now it's more closer to two, and I'm I'm running about like right underneath a ten minute mile. So it'll, I finish up right around twenty minutes, twenty two mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. I've I've done my two miles and then I go lift. But uh, I wasn't running at all before, and when I tell you those first that first week was probably <laughs> the one of the worst. Uh, I I just I wanted to leave after I was done running. I was like, I'm not gonna oh. lift. Oh like, yeah, it's done. I'm I'm ready. I'm like a bowl of sweat. But yep. uh, I've definitely seen uh like a a change and an improvement, and I'm yeah. I'm sure you will. Like, and you have so. I oh, mean, what I do mean, you what are you down to now? Actually, oh, so I've been staying pretty consistent. 
on my weight side, but mainly focusing on kind of getting, you know, getting to be a bro and ready to, you know, fight some fascists if I need to. Yeah, um, punch not. Been focus, focusing on lifting a lot recently. So I've been kind of like gaining some muscle and going to do another cut in the new year when we start. But uh, about to be putting up my big next thing that I'm trying, I'm working towards right now is uh, bench, uh, benching 300 pounds. So I'm at like 185 right now. So, no way. I thought you put up more than that. I thought or, I saw sorry, 285. Sorry, 285. My bad. Yeah. 285. Dude, so I'm trying to go to 300 pounds. So, like, yeah, I, yeah. I've been right now, like, my most recent one is 285 for two. Um, so okay. I'm really hoping to try to get to 300. I will be able to get a single one up of 300 next month. So that's what I've been working on is building that muscle, getting strong to fight some fascists. I like it. I like it. Thinking about I've... joining a boxing gym, too. Oh, I like that. You should, man. I mean, again, I mean, that's a lot of cardio, too. I'll tell you that. It right is now. a lot of cardio. And, you know, sometimes hands do need to be thrown. I feel we you. All, we're, you know, we'll got, we'll try to flee as long as reasonable. But every times, now and then I watch that video of the Nazi kid getting punched in the face. <laughs> just, we all love getting watching Nazis get punched to, to just to stay, you know, just to stay fresh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like ready. So, um, man, I, that I inspiration. That what's that? Gave you that inspiration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that might be it, man. I, I got my shout outs to our regular Alan and Ray and Charles, LA Insurance. I love those guys. And Be Nice and Tori. Uh, long shots, uh, Barn Billiards out over in uh, the Four Corners area. Nice. My man Mo and my man Harold and Alex out there. Um, but uh, but that's about it. I mean, a shout out to Emily and shout out to Ross on behalf yes. of them. I know they're wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Um, but I, I guess that might be it, man. I, I, I'm going to try to leave everybody off here with like this little, uh, let me see if I, if I can play this right, because I, I love this Thanksgiving song. It's one of my favorite Thanksgiving songs ever, <laughs> but it's, it's that lady like in church <laughs> and she's like, uh. oh, I know this one. Yep. 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 Yeah. Oh, give me one more time. Uh, uh. There we go. What a pop. Dude, that's the best Thanksgiving song ever. But anyways, guys, happy Thanksgiving. Brock, happy thanks Thanksgiving, for coming. everybody. Thank you so much. Love it, everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy it. Happy Peace holidays out. and all that, too. Peace. <laughs>